the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good morning. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings investments in your retirement. As always, here on the Max Out Savings Show. Our show is all about building up wealth and saving, investing, and building up wealth, really, and, and, and understanding the different types of ways to do it. And we, we, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. And, and, and so by, by that, I mean, it, it, this, building up wealth tends to be a long-term deal, and and. I came across, so our philosophy is you want to put away as much money as you can, 10% plus the company match for retirement. And, and, and with that, what you want to look at is, is you know, how, how does it take? The, the building up wealth is tough. And one of the more interesting things about, the, about the, the pandemic is that we've had this surge of young people that have come in into the investment world. And, and so how did, how did they get there? Two reasons. They were stuck at home with nothing to do and couldn't go anywhere and got bored playing video games after a while. And then, you know, found upon the market. The other thing is they all got a $1,200 stimulus check, $1,250, I forget what it was, from the government. And they couldn't go out anywhere to spend the money. Uh, you know, maybe they could go order something on the Internet. But a lot of them just – some of it started – a lot of people started just investing a lot of these checks came in when the market was very low at the beginning during the pandemic, and they invested, they made money. And, and, and so we've got a whole new generation of investors out there, of capitalists, of people that are, that, that are thinking a different way because they're starting to build up wealth. And that, that, to me, is really exciting. I mean, some people are like, Ted, these people are a bunch of maniacs. You know, they're trading all over. Well, yes, but they're getting involved in the game. They're, they're going to learn some lessons and, you know, it's better to learn some lessons on $1,200 than it is on a million-dollar uh, IRA rollover. And, and so so this is an opportunity in that they're starting to build up the wealth. And interestingly, it, it takes – I'm looking at, at, at a, a chart here of uh, – they, they, they used it, an annual uh, assumption, uh, assumption of investments of, of – of they put away uh, – you invest $10,000 a year and earn 7% over time, looking at the long term. And and it takes 7.8 years just to get up to $100,000. But then over time, it, 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 you can double it again in five years, and then you double it again to 300000 in 3.7. In three years, it makes 400000 in two and a half. It, it starts going up. It, the hardest thing is your initial amounts of money to, to, to build up it, 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 and to get that money going and to build it up it, because you, you let the kind of the power of compounding over the long term make you more money. It, it, and so but people have to start. It, and so amazingly enough, this, this, this pandemic gave people a chance to really start in, in investing for the first time, gave them some money to do that. I mean, it, there's a theory out when people are young, you should give them some money to start investing to kind of build up wealth themselves. It, it, and I think this really kind of proved it in the pandemic, the way we had people coming up and, uh, and, and really working through, uh, you know, starting to make investments in, in the system. And, and, and so this is this is really the key the key to the deal is 
But but putting away that money, starting out initially, it starts slowly and then it snowballs. Building up wealth, it it really is, it, it, it's a snowball effect. It, it takes time. You think you're not getting where, and then you build a little more, a little more. You make some money here. You do something there. This thing works, and it starts building up on you. And, and uh, it, it's really fascinating. One of the problems we have sometimes with some people is, is, is they come into a big amounts of money all at once, and, and they will, they will, you know, they've been used to investing maybe fifty thousand, and they get maybe a half a million, and they keep trying to invest a small amount of money each time, like they had the fifty thousand dollars, <laughs> and they, and they, and they it, it becomes very hard for them because they they, they don't understand, you know, they, they're not used to dealing with. So it, it's it's a long term process of building up wealth, it, it, but you have to start somewhere, and you do have to to start. Uh, you do have to start at the bottom and typically work your way up. I mean, there, there's really I, – I really think this pandemic with all these new investors has showed the value of giving young people some money to sit there and try to, to try to make some investments on their own and kind of start out doing something themselves. Because oftentimes if they're starting out in a low-paying job, they've got virtually no money and they can't really do anything. So, so that, that's one of the real lessons that, that, that make overall, I, I think. See this going forward. Uh, you know, we 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 uh, long-time listeners of the show know this, but newer people, we we've been we've been on top of this pandemic for since since January a year ago. We were said, hey, something is going on in China. We were warning people. We did a lot of research on it. We we uh, we read some of the Lancet papers when they first came out. Uh, we we talked to doctors. Uh, we, we we looked around. The doctors really we talked to weren't a lot of help because they really just didn't think this was going to amount to much. But 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 what we we, we really watched very closely what China was doing, and, and and it was telegraphing that there was something not good on the horizon. And, and so we were able to kind of warn, warn the listeners of what's going on. And since then, we've been saying the economy was going to open up. We, we said. Uh, April uh, was really the time frame, and that's pretty much, we said this six, nine months ago, and it's been pretty much on target. Uh, and, and, and it looks like we're going up to, you know, this thing, we getting herd immunity very quickly and going away. Now, as a caveat, it, here, here's the question. Was this just some bat that flew into the into the Wuhan market and somehow infected people, or was this some other type of genetically engineered virus. And that's that's important because if it did escape from a lab, you know, it, it, it's it's made it much tougher to battle. And from my understanding is is that this when you infect bats with this, the the, the, the virus doesn't do quite as well as it does with humans, which is not the way typically normally things work. It, it, typically, if the, the host virus that it develops in is what it thrives the best in and has a harder time elsewhere. But the danger is if this is some type of genetically engineered virus and it was deliberately reduced, I mean, released in the system. And the reason I say this is we're watching closely what's going on in India, and it's a little disturbing to see what's going on over there because you would think they would have gone through a few times over there, and it wouldn't have slowed down. It would have slowed down, and said it seems to really be accelerating. So, is this some type of engineered variant? And that's that's the one thing. We, I don't think we've ever really gotten a handle on what's happened over there. This it, the real tragedy. Of the coronavirus has been, and, and we laid the case out in February a year ago. I mean, before we even knew what the, we said, this was a wartime effort. It was going to have to be fought on a wartime basis. And we, I, I think that it, 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 in World War II, we all pulled together. In World War One, we pulled together. And and, and any time we, we, you know, nine eleven, we pulled together. And for the first time, the country splintered during the, the pandemic. And I, and I think this is something we're going to continue to deal with. We're really, it came down to politics all across the board in everything, which is, which is very sad. I need to credit Donald Trump for getting these vaccines out in record, I mean, time that nobody thought was even possible. It, 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 and it, of course, that slowed the rollout of the vaccines because of that. But, but it, 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 the, the politics has badly, badly damaged the United States of America on, on many levels. It, 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 it's reaching the point that I believe it's starting to affect confidence of, of 
the rest of the world in the United States of America. Uh, be, because if they're just fighting over everything, if, if they're back and forth, people are looking like, this, well, I've got a lot of money. We've got a lot of business there. What, you know, we own all these dollars here. And we are, we're borrowing in dollars in our country, or a lot of our, our system is dollar-based. Can we trust these guys there? Can we trust the Federal Reserve? They flooded the system with money, raised the M3 27%. Uh, you know, What's going on in the United States? And so this has been the real tragedy. You always want to pull together in a crisis. And this is, I think, the first time in memory, you could maybe say the Vietnam War, but quite frankly, the country really wasn't threatened. You know, this is the first time in history you really have to go back to the Civil War uh, where the country was unable to pull back together. And I think the this, this situation is very similar. So, you know, Unfortunately, we're, we're going to we need a leader that can pull the country together, and, and that's just not happened. Uh, and, and, and so this is this is something we want to continue to watch going forward, see where we're going to go. Uh, but but and the reason why this is important for your retirement plan is if what we think is going to happen eventually is when discusses is there's going to be a crisis in the U.S. dollar where people there's going there could be a, if there's a loss of confidence in the U.S. dollar. Those dollars are all going to flash, or they're, they're going to. Everyone's going to start spending them. Hey, I got to spend them because oh, I don't know what's going on. Uh oh, what's happened to the United States? The inflation's going bad. You know, what? Well, better buy something. At that point in time, there's a possibility of lost confidence, and with the inflation coming up, as much money as the Federal Reserve is poured into the system, more so than any other country in the world that we've discussed, it's probably twice what every other. Our deficits are are are, are at least. 35 to two and three times percentage of GDP of every other country in the world. I mean, we've gone way overboard on spending, and, and we should have been ramping the spending down and said Joe Biden just put the pedal in the metal with the go big, you know, uh, ideas with a you know, $2 trillion infrastructure program, uh, a $2 trillion, you know, American family program, or $1.85 trillion there. It, it, all of these things, and that is the worst possible thing that could happen into into a red hot economy. So, tell you what, we're going to kind of discuss some more of this thing after this quick break. But if you've got any questions or comments, you give us a call at seven one three 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 nine ten seventy here at the Max Out Savings Show. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. But by the way, before we go, if you get a chance, we've got our report. Uh, we're proofing the report now. But we're going to be sending that out, our free Max Out Savings Report. If you're not on the Max Out Savings Report list, go to our website, sign up for the free report. Or if you need some help with your retirement, uh, you can request an appointment with me. It's maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. We'll be right back after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. 
Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant. And since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com. And we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. It's, uh, we're live here from uh, Lafayette, Louisiana. We're here for a wedding and uh, had a lot of country western music play. There were some uh, Texans marrying, marrying uh, from Louisiana over here, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, and so uh, and we had some people from Houston, and I know just a ton of people in Lafayette. So uh, anyway, so it's, it's been a fun time, but uh, here we are working this morning, and uh, Talking about in investments and retirement, uh, we, one of the themes of the show for the last six nine months it really is inflation is coming back. It, it, we continue to, to, to discuss this, and what we're really looking at is a situation where that, how, how this all played out is is we went into the coronavirus situation, it, and the economy had to shut down. The Federal Reserve, uh, at that, the, the government put it put a huge amount of money, they lent massive amounts of money through PPE programs, through all types of things to help to keep the economy going when it was shut down. They sent out checks to everybody, you know, to try to get to, to you know, try to build up confidence, build up, you know, keep people going. And, and I think what they did a remarkably good job. The, the Federal Reserve, they came in and they, 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 they added trillions of dollars to their balance sheet. I think it went up about 42%. Uh, actually, it was more than that. It was eighty percent increase in their balance sheet to seven, almost seven trillion dollars, in, in just massive influx of money. Our deficits went up to the same level they were, uh, you know, really above uh, World War II levels. And, 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 and so, what, what, what that is, they they injected a huge amount of money into the system, and. And the Fed has been incredibly aggressive. Uh, where this all com- comes from is. Back in the 1930s, the, 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 the research in the 1930s is there's two schools of thought. The one, one of the best, quote, experts of the Depression is a, is a guy named Ben Bernanke. Ben Bernanke was the chairman of the Federal Reserve. Before that, he was one of Green, Alan Greenspan, then the chairman of the Federal Reserve's uh, biggest, you know, he was what, where he, his, like, second in command over there, or, I don't know, second command, however, but he hugely influential. And so what they said is, look, at the Fed in the 1930s did not put enough money in the system, and we went from the crash in 1929 to World War II before we really recovered. And that was 10 years, and it was horrible. Our unemployment rate was 20, 25 percent. It was a disaster. We had the Dust Bowl. We had, I mean, it, we had food lines. You know, the pictures of people selling apples on the side of the road in New York City it just, you know, haunts people to this day. It, it that, that, there was another school of thought led by Amity Schlaes, who wrote the book The Forgotten Man, who, who, who was we, we interviewed on this show a number of years back. If you haven't read that book, you should read it on the Depression. It says, oh, no, it really wasn't the Federal Reserve. It was Roosevelt's socialist programs that he put in place that dragged the economy down. But anyway, the Fed says, look, we'll never let that happen in the 1930s again, so we're going to be aggressive. So starting in 19, uh, 1999, uh, Greenspan was in there. Well, Bernanke convinced him to actually it was 2000 after the uh, 2000 after the uh, 9/11 situation. They flooded the system with money. They did the same thing in 1999 uh, when the when the tech bubble blew up. They flooded the system with money. Well, if you remember, people forget in 1999 the tech bubble blew up. It was a disaster for the stock market. But interesting, the rest of the economy really wasn't that affected. But the Fed didn't learn from that. So then, in 2007, 
you know, they, they flooded the system, and then a decade later, they built up a massive housing bubble that blew up, and there was a, a lending bubble on Wall Street, which we identified in 2007, and, and in very controversial Max Out Savings reports, said, look, there was gonna be, there's going to be investment banks fail. We laid out the case and put their balance sheets in our report. It, 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 but Wall, you know, they, the Fed paid no attention. Uh, that, that Wall Street blew up. Lehman Brothers and Bear Stearns failed. Then Lehman Brothers. The only thing we were wrong on, we said Lehman Brothers would go first, but it was Bear Stearns. And uh, and, and then the housing, we, we said it a year ahead of time, it was the perfect storm for a disaster. And that's what happened. And the Fed again flooded the money, and everyone said, ah, no, no problems here. Uh, because the economy was in a disastrous shape, and so there wasn't the inflation. This time, the Fed is pulling the same 1930s playbook out. Oh, my God, we got to flood the system with money. But here's the problem. The economy has held up reasonably well during this time frame. The housing market is on fire. This is not 2009 where, where people are begging people to, to, to buy their house and all construction is shut down. This is a situation in, 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 in 2021 where – in the area between 150 and 307, about 350 thousand dollar house range, people trying to, you know, save some money and buy a house are shut out of the market because people are so desperate for to buy a house are coming in with cash offers and the people are taking the cash offers. There's there's a lot every time a piece of property is sold, there's three or four bids typically, and, and, and this is a skyrocketing housing market. Uh, you can't get houses built because the because there's a line to buy that build, build the houses and you can't get the construction materials. So the Fed has flooded the system with money and now this money is pouring through the system. And if they were wrong about the depression, it was really the socialist thing. This could lead to a massive inflation. This is what we think or have, we think it's the 1970s all over again. Now, the Federal Reserve will tell you, look, don't worry, this is transitory. Look, I agree with the Federal Reserve. All inflation is transitory. The German hyperinflation was about three and a half years, and it was gone. But look what it did to Germany. It resulted in World War II. I mean, it wiped out, it wiped out the wealthy people in that country. It, 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 Venezuela, same type of thing. Zimbabwe, well, that goes on forever in Zimbabwe. But the, the, the inflation after World War II, which is very similar, it was only two and a half years. But prices across the board went up 30% in two and a half years. Think about that if you're on a fixed income for your retirement. What do you do? And, and, and so the question is, are we here today? And I want to go over some, some stories here. There's a Wall Street Journal uh, uh, story about there's labor shortages, are, are, are just causing a surge of, of, of late orders. Uh, people can't get the, uh, you know, they're having trouble hiring workers. Uh, they're, uh, they're, they're, having, they're struggling with product. Uh, Cisco and Walmart, they're having, uh, they're finding, they've got some of the best supply chains out there to feed into individuals and restaurants. So they're finding companies if they can't make their orders. Well, that works real well in a, you know, a just-in-time uh, uh, supply chain. But the problem is when there's shortages and people can't get the material, it's very detrimental to, to a lot of producers because they're like, look, we can't even we, – we, we can't get the stuff. Uh, we, we, they, have, they can't fill the products because they don't have enough workers. Their supply chain, they can't get the, the raw materials because there's shortages. Freight costs are, are up. And in some cases, they can't even get the, tra the tractor trailers or the trains or the containers to ship the products. And, and so this is causing pro products to go up everywhere. And this is something interesting right here. This guy he, uh, has a pasta company. It's, it's not just one thing. It's everything. Okay. Uh, they can't. Uh, the, the the same thing with Cisco. Cisco expects the, you know uh, uh, the suppliers to put them ahead of, of of the other orders out there, other customers. Well, the other customers are saying the same thing. Hey, we expect you know our order to be first. So everybody wants their order to be first, and, and the suppliers are being constrained because they can't get the thing. Uh, and they're saying in some cases, this is the key point. Right now, they're choosing to eat these additional costs. This is what we've been saying for a number of weeks now. Look, one of the things in the 70s was a lot of suppliers, a lot of companies had to eat these price increases because they either couldn't pass them on or the customers couldn't afford it. I mean, the idea that inflation goes up and it's some nirvana where everybody makes more money and it's wonderful, it, 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 it's not the case. I mean, people never looked at the 1970s. They didn't live through the 1970s. If
if you're some 29-year-old money manager at Goldman Sachs, you don't you know, I'm sure you're getting reports and stuff, but you don't know. And, and so everybody is, is running their numbers based on how, uh, on inflation going up, but what they, the input costs are going up. It, it, and so if your output can't go up as much, then that means there's a squeeze in there on your profits, on your margins. And this is, this is one of the things that I, I think we're going to sit there and uh, look at. I mean, this is, you know, this story here, uh, they're talking about pizzas. It costs uh, $4,000 to ship a load of pizzas. This is a, a, a somewhat familiar with this business because uh, it's invested in some stuff in this area. And, and uh, this was compared to $1,800 in August. So it's just to ship the pizzas. And, and, and the price of cheese has doubled. And they're struggling to get to get the you know the cost of wheat has gone up. Uh, you know it's uh, same thing with 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 uh, dairy. Uh, in some cases, there's shortages of milk because they can't get get the, the resins to make from the chemical plants to make the plastic jugs. And so it's it's all the raw materials is is coming through the thing. And so. It's not just a matter of, hey, the chemical plants down in, in Texas shut down because of the freeze. It's, hey, I can't get the stuff there. We can't get the rail car. We can't get this. Or, or it's some other thing. Or, or the, the caps that we make the, the, the jugs from come from China, and we can't get them. They're backlogged and can't get out of the ship yet. So this is an extraordinary inflation bout. And I think we're going to continue to see this going forward. Is the Fed... Right, this is transitory. Yeah, but what you know, it, that's like saying that the journey's transitory. But you know where it's going to go, and maybe you have to go through some valleys and get shot up and everything else before you get there. But it, it, and that's what we're dealing with. And that's why the Federal Reserve has made a mistake by not trying to raise rates they, because they're looking at the 30s. They're wrong, and, and this inflation is going to be bigger. And in the end, it's going to go down. But it's going to raise the cost of everything, and the the cost of living in the United States is going to go up, and it's not going to go down like everybody thinks. So the 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 unemployment benefits, I mean, are becoming a problem now. Okay, this is the situation. We we just got the uh, the employment numbers. I I, I want to say I want to say there were like three hundred and fifty thousand or so, what they were. I, I forgot the exact number. Uh, we had some problems with the internet earlier today when I was writing all this stuff up, but but they were expecting a million new jobs. And like Ted, you told us the economy was going to boom and, and, and all these workers were going to come back. Okay, well, the Biden administration, the the Federal Reserve has jumped on the, this low number. I think it was three hundred thousand or so. Uh, say, look, there was supposed to be you know uh, a million jobs. It was only through what's happening. See, the economy's clearly not coming back. Things aren't doing well. Okay, well, the numbers are there. But how does this jive with all the, the the businesses that we talk to, all the stuff you read about? Or you see people going, I can't find workers. We can't find workers. Uh, how it, so the, 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 This isn't like a Venn diagram. These things are like two separate pieces. One person, group is saying, look, I can't find workers anywhere. It's a complete disaster. Another group is saying, hey, there's workers everywhere. Nobody can get a job. Well, but clearly – Something is not adding up here. And what, I, I talked to a person that supplies the restaurant industry uh, last week. I had lunch with them. And they're, they're like, look, what they're telling – the restaurants are telling us is nobody wants to come back to work till July when their benefits start running out. So they're making so much money sitting around home watching TV that, they're, that they don't want to work. And, and so people can't find workers. So this is why you're seeing that. Now, the Chamber of Commerce has said it's time for the U.S. to end its – expanded unemployment benefits, warning we need a comprehensive approach to dealing with our workplace issues and the very real threat of un, unfilled positions poses to the economy. So Neil Kaskari at the Federal Reserve is one of the governors is wrong because the problem isn't that the economy is not doing well and the Fed has to keep money, keep pouring $120 billion of quantitative easing into the system every month because the economy is it, because the economy is good, it's the policies of the Biden administration that uh, uh, of, of, ridic- of, of expanded benefits, free, free everything, uh, expanding so people can stay at home. It's a problem of not reopening the schools because they're listening to the teachers' union so parents can't get, go, go to work because they've got to take care of their kids at home because they can, won't get the schools open because the teachers don't want to come back up in the, in the big city schools in the north. And in California, and, and so this is gumming up. It's slowing down the economy. It's further 
further aggravating the inflation issues out there, which have been which have been basically the Fed has thrown gasoline on the situation by by the reckless monetary policy. So this is what we're dealing with. So you're going to have to try to manage your way through these type of things. So how do you do that? I think you've got to look at a couple things. Where are we going to go from here? Well, these are a couple of thoughts. These people are going to start having to come back to work. The unemployment rate is going to continue to drop. You're going to probably look at 6 7% GDP growth rate through the year. And then you're going to see some big inflation numbers come in. We, we, I just ran through, and, and honestly, everybody that's listening to the show has heard stories out there about the price of everything from you know, from meat to uh, apples to to lumber going up. And so this inflation is going to start showing that, look, you can only go so long sitting in front of a television camera and assuring people that inflation might go a little above 12, above 2%. And you're like, wait a minute, roofing, roofing materials just went up 30%. Where's the 2%? It's like, oh, my God, lumber's quadrupled. How is that 2%? You know, I can't get semiconductors, and it's averaging a thousand to two thousand dollars increase in cars. How is that two percent? And so nobody is. What's going to happen is people are not going to believe these numbers. They're not. The government is rapidly losing credibility in every area because they're unwilling to to, to speak the truth. That it's gone from kind of spin to walking in front of a television camera and a bald face lying to people. And again, it gets back into this danger of losing confidence. The country, in particular, above all else, the United States dollar, above all else, relies on confidence. And they're getting dangerously close. And on the front of that dollar bill, it doesn't say United States of America dollar. It says Federal Reserve note, okay, and the Federal Reserve is losing confidence in the American people, and probably more important, people around the world, the wealthy people, are starting to lose confidence in the Federal Reserve. And so as these inflation numbers come out, if the Federal Reserve doesn't act very quickly to try to slow things down, to try to raise interest rates, there's going to be problems, which means soon we're going to start to see rates go up. They're going to have to start talking. Janet Yellen threw a trial, blew it up there, and then walked it back. These people don't do anything accidentally. Uh, you know, they're throwing out little trial balloons to let people see the direction they're going, and they're going to have to do something. But here's the problem is, you know, the Fed thing, the thinks they've got time. Well, they've got time if, 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 if inflation goes from one and three quarters to two and a quarter. It's a little above our 2% level, but this is not a problem. We're expecting to run a little hot. And, you know, it'll go up a little above 2%. We're going to let it run a little hot. That works real well until inflation gets to 35 or 4%. And all of a sudden, you're at zero in Fed funds, and you're at 1.56 on the 10-year. You're way behind the curve. It, 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 that's the danger they're getting into. So, so we, 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 look at this. Okay, we've got a hot economy, 6 7% growth rates. There's shortages of everything. And these shortages, when you call up on some products, they're going, well, yeah, we can get it to you later in the fall. In some cases, it's, you know, we're, we're running into 2022 now, which means this stuff is going to 2022, mid-22. Okay, well, the Federal Reserve is at zero. They're at 1.56 uh, on the 10-year Treasury. Nothing to see here with inflation. Uh-oh, they're worried about inflation. We're going to get tough and we're going to raise – we're raising Fed funds up to 1%. Woo, woo, woo. Nobody cares. Inflation's at 4%. The economy's red hot, 6 7% growth rate. They can't find workers. That's not going to slow down anything whatsoever. Every single recession that we've had uh, in the last 50, 60 years or more has, has had 3.5% Fed funds rate. They're at zero. Fed – the slowing economy is three to three and a half percent. These guys aren't even in the ballpark. They're in trouble and they're trapped. And that's so. This inflation is going to get there, and this what this is going to do. It's going to cause the dollar to drop. And this and that's what. And so you want to be in shorter term bonds still because these bonds are going to go up. They're not going to be able to. People are going to see. Oh my God, something's going on here. So you don't want to be in longer term bonds now. Don't believe this little drop in the in the in the ten year rate. Uh, and you also want to be in probably the materials companies because this is going to go on longer, and the materials companies are, are going to be able to, 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 to 
to make money because they're not feeding into the suppliers that are getting squeezed by the consumers. They're getting squeezed by the big uh, companies like Walmart and stuff and say, hey, we're not paying. They're having to eat some of these costs on things. It, it, and so, But the guys that are supplying the material, they go, look, this is it. If you don't want it, we'll sell it to somebody else. It, it, and so, this is, again, like the 70s, which is your raw materials companies, your, 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 your metals, your grains, your, 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 basic, your basic feedstocks. Because that, that's where it starts. And those are the ones that, that if, if you don't want it, someone else will take the basic feed stocks. And, and so this, this is where I think, I think it's going to be. And I, I think going forward, you're going to start hearing more companies start saying, hey, look, business is good. Our sales are really good. It's, it's going to be our margins are being squeezed. That's going to be the key thing. Our margins are going to be squeezed. So this is going to hurt some of these companies out there. So, so you want to be in those type of companies. The interesting thing, a lot of the, the, the material companies are much cheaper. The valuations are much cheaper than some of these super high growth stocks. Now, if they start raising rates, the PE is going to be under pressure for the big growth stocks. And this is why you're seeing that the tech sector is not acting as well. We've got a double top in the tech sector. This is why we're seeing this type of stuff. So it's a shift in a portfolio. For the last 20 or 30 years, it's been indexing in the stock market. You buy the indexing of the S&P 500, nothing to see here, and it just goes up forever. That, that world has changed. That world is over. It's going to be much tougher. It's a much choppier market. Basically, for the last 20 years, the market's been floating down a river, you know, a, you know, a nice river, and it's been really great. Now the, the, you're, you're floating along, and you're inning the rapids. This inflation, all these shortages, all this stuff, these are like rapids. And, and so you're going to have to be much more nimble to navigate through, though. And, and I think that's what's changing, and I think this is a 10-year process. I don't think the inflation is a 10-year process, but I think it's a couple years out. What we're, our work is saying probably 23, this is going to continue. And, and so it, it's just not being priced in yet. So that, anyway, but you've got to protect your retirement plan and understand it's a different world. And I'll tell you what, we're, we'll be right back at this quick break right here on the Maxwell Savings Show. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant. And since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com.
Welcome back to the Maxwell Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. Look, if you've got a question or comment, give us a call here, 713-339-1070. I'll be happy to take your question. Uh, our Sunday show is, is a uh, – we, we redo it, but it's uh, we're live on Saturday here. And uh, you can also catch us on the Internet. I've been going to the AM1070's website. You can listen to our podcast over there as well. So, uh, if, you know, I think there's podcasts on the Internet, too, so we're getting quite popular. But if you got a question or comment, 713-339-1070. See, looking out, uh, talking drive, drive, just uh, Paige Carl's song there, it's, it's amazing how much traffic is on the roads. Uh, you know, coming, I drove over here uh, from Houston to Lafayette, and the, and the roads are just packed with traffic. I mean, there's trucks all over the road. And uh, it, it, it's just remarkable how the country is really coming back up. And, and it just shows you the resilience of the United States. I mean, we're redoing, we're rebuilding our supply chains. Uh, we're, we're moving away from China. I mean, people are opening up under, under tough conditions. And really, the only thing that's been holding back the country, is, is, as we talked at the beginning of the show, has really been the politics, which has been a tremendous disappointment. Uh, just how political it is. And interesting, you're starting to see some, you know, I, I saw a story, uh, I believe it was the Atlantic, really talking about some liberals need to kind of get off of the lock their lockdown mentality because it's almost become like a, you know, like a, like a belief to them that you can't take your mask off. I mean, you can't, you can't go out, you can't do it. No one needs to come I'm back. And so I, I think that's changing. Look, I, I believe you have to be cautious. There's no doubt about it. You want to continue to be cautious and stuff to get through this. But but the lockdowns, uh, you know, it, it's just the politics needs to go away from it. Tell you what, Jennifer, do we have a phone call? Yes, we have Randy on the phone. Okay. Hi, Randy. Uh, Ted, you have a question you... for us. Good. Thank you. Good. Uh, Ted, as usual, I've got a conundrum. I'm sitting on a, a lot of cash. And uh, uh, I'm looking, uh, trying to figure out if I want to buy stocks or buy bonds. And uh, they all, to me, look like they're overpriced. So I'm thinking now, uh, maybe I'm sitting in cash, not earning anything. So I, look, I start looking at my bond screen and I say, well, if I go out to a one-year maturity, maybe 22, 23, I'm going to get less than 1%, which is better than nothing, obviously, in cash. So uh, uh, what do I do? So I start thinking, well... The, the Federal Reserve, with their dual mandate, uh, they decide they're going to let inflation run 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 pretty hot because they think unemployment is too high. So does that mean that uh, uh, it looks like to me they're going to leave you know uh, interest rates low? They're going to hold them down artificially for whatever reason, and that's going to hurt me because I'm a retiree. I'm on a fixed income, so keeps my rates low, but inflation is going to run hot. So. I'm between a rock and a hard place. I'm getting squeezed. So I'm thinking, should I go out and and, and buy uh, one or two year maturities and bonds and and take the risk and just get maybe a one percent return? What do you think? Yeah, you know, look, I, I think I, I think a one year or something because I think the rings are going to be better then on the longer term. Yeah, I mean, look, you want to keep some cash in here because this thing. You know, cash becomes cash is kind of trash right now. But in in in, in a crisis or if there's a big sell off, it becomes infinitely more valuable. This is thing. There's something a lot of people don't understand, is that cash is what lets you at the bottom in March start buying a bunch of really good. You know, you're getting eight percent on on things. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but but I, I think you're going to see some type of particularly in this over the next couple months where people really get scooped about the inflation. You get some opportunities. Uh, the other thing is. So like, I had this discussion last night at a party I was at, and uh, you know, with some the people there, they've got all their money in just in, in just cash, and you know, I'm like, look, you've got to own some stocks because you can go get, you can get a three or four percent dividend or five percent dividend on some good stocks out there. Take a little bit, just figuring, hey, I don't care what the market does, I'm going to collect five percent of my money because I have to have something. In, 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 but I, I, I think. That's how you want to look at it. I think you've got to be real cautious in here, and you want to go with dividend paying. And the other thing is, 
the people that get – this is going to be a different world once this is over. It, it, and so some of these high flyers, I think, are really going to be in trouble. And so we're looking at some overseas stocks, particularly in the stable demand area, figuring these guys are do business all over the world. They're, you know, their companies have been around for 50, 100 years. They're going to continue to be around. So no matter how this thing plays out, we're going to be protecting wealth. And, and I think that that's going to be, be sort of the play, too. But I, I, and the other area, I think, I think these materials companies, I think their profits are going to be much larger than people think, and it's going to go on longer than people think. And uh, you know, I, I was listening to a conference call on uh, one of uh, the, the a steel company. The guys, the guys, like, what do you think of the raging agencies? And he, you know, they're, he's like, they're complete idiots. He goes, they got our bonds; they're this slow. We're going to be paying these bonds off in two years because they're making so much money. And, and, and so it's going to be the people really making the money out there. And so I think that's where we're starting to concentrate. We're, I kind of felt like we were going to get some type of pullback in here. And I'm kind of surprised we didn't to some extent. We're really getting a pullback in some tech. If you look underneath the, the Microsoft uh, and you know Google and Apple routine, there's a lot of damage being done in the tech sector across the board. And so I would, I would continue to avoid the tech sector and I think you concentrate in those areas. I, I think you one or two year bonds with the idea that hey, when there's either a a crisis, or or b a uh, b a uh, a situation with the uh, uh, with with the uh, the inflation or something happens, that's going to give you an opportunity to to, to put some more money to work because one point five uh, six or four, five nine percent tenure makes no sense when you've got this type of inflation, Randy, and it's not going to go away quickly. Well, the problem is that there's a little chart in Fidelity, and I'm giving them credit that uh, it shows a direction of bond prices and bond prices across the board. Corporates, munis, treasuries, whatever, have, are on an uptick, and uh, so I'm trying to think. Well, right now, also, I've had a, I've had a, I got a lot of bonds, and, and, a, and a couple of my issues have been called in. Because uh, it looks like to me, with the economy recovering and the company's making a lot of money, they they're going to try to pare down their debt. And uh, so I've, I've had some of these called in. So I'm I'm kind of thinking, well, it it doesn't look like to me that that uh, every, everything's going in the wrong direction to buy anything if you already own something. Like we talked about this last week. I've got some stocks that pay big dividends, and uh, but I've got tremendous capital gains in them. You see, and I don't want to lose that. So. Uh, on the other hand, I don't want to pay massive amount of taxes either, so I'm stuck here basically sitting in cash. That's the way I feel about it. I don't see any way yeah, to well, go. A, a couple things. You review your existing bond holdings, Randy, and figure out, hey, who's going to probably pay these guys off early, and then maybe you rotate into something that, you know, with the kind of the same type of risk that's not as likely to pay them back early. Does that make sense? Well, so, yeah, so, so yeah that, that's, 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 that's what I'm saying. I've got, I've got a lot of, like, portfolio. like I, I bought one junk bond, Gulfport Energy, you know, which is like it cost me seventy, and now it's up over its one hundred five. It, it was a bankrupt company; they recovered, but but that's what I'm saying. Bond prices have taken a tremendous run. So I, over over the years, I've been I've been selling bonds little by little as they've gone yeah. up, way up, way up, and I'm going to get more by selling them than holding them to maturity. So I've been selling them, but but. Uh, to try to buy anything, I don't. I can't see where it makes any sense right now either. So, I no, I think you got to well. look. I think rates are going up, but I will say this is something. Remember, Randy, you've got very high liquidity in the bond market right now, so you can adjust your portfolio. So, re- look, review what do you want to own longer term? What do you think is? Oh my God, these guys. I'm going to get called, or these guys are likely going to get called. But if I don't, I, I've got a long term. If inflation takes off, it, instead of becoming a two year bond, it becomes a ten year bond. Hey, I don't want to be in that. So analyze each bond for what's going to happen. And if inflation takes off, is this going to, instead of being a two-year bond, that's likely to be called to not, could not be called. You follow what I'm saying? So use this liquidity in the market right now to high grade your portfolio and under and, 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 and control your your call risk and also your uh, your instead of uh, yield to call it suddenly becomes yield to maturity which is ten years longer and there's a lot of people that don't understand that in the bond market right yeah, now. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm I'm always looking every day. I review my holdings to, uh, to 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 look for sell something and then when I get close to the market close and I start looking for things to buy, but they're all way too overpriced. Okay, well, Ted. My Thanks a lot. I appreciate talking to you. Yeah.
yeah, Randy, I don't have a lot of good ideas. Uh, with, with right now, you just have to be patient. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think there are any good ideas. They're basically just sitting in cash and seeing which way the wind's going to blow. Yeah, it's it's going to be inflation, likely inflation. Our work says it's this is a two and a half year deal, and we're probably going to go into twenty three on it. And that's what I don't. I think everybody is thinking this is a two or three month deal, and it's not. And that's where the money's going to be made. Yeah. Well, what I'm thinking is if we're just starting to get inflation, just starting to kick in high gear, and the economy's really humming along. You think it would be okay to hold on to the stocks a little bit longer? Uh, if you like it, if it's paying a good dividend. If you think it's, oh, if, you know, I mean, that's what you've got to see. Look, is is it going to work in an inflationary environment, or is it – that's what you've got to ask yourself. This is a transition period. It is, is, are your investments going to work in the, in the new inflationary world. That's what you have to ask yourself. And if they're not, then you, you move out of them and move into something else. Is how I well, think if I got, like so got 5,000 shares in some of these little banks and insurance companies, and they might be paying off uh, uh, five to $10,000 uh, dividend every quarter. Well, keep in mind, if rates go up, it might help the banks a little bit. Yeah, I think it is. It looks like, well, with, with the yield curve so steep, it seems to me that banks are going to be on on easy street because they'll be taking paying out nothing for their deposits and they're going to be getting you know good twenty fifteen twenty thirty year loans and their interest rate is uh, is the the net interest is going to be very high because the yield curve is so steep. Yeah, yeah, no, I think again, figure everything in inflation. Where's it going to go? And that's how you make your investments right now. Yeah, and good, good call, but, thanks, Randy. Okay, bye, Ted. Yeah, coming up here at the end of the show, a couple things I want to touch. Actually, I was distracted. I got some important uh, text just came in on some stuff oh, we've got to analyze. But uh, what, what we're seeing here is 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 a situation where, well, again, we're going to see more inflation going forward. And, and Randy made a good point. A lot of people have their bonds, and these bonds are being priced to call for the next year or two. Well, if 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 you're if you have a, a twenty thirty or twenty thirty five bond and it's and you're buying it at price to call in two years, if inflation takes off, that bond might not be called. So if if it's a high coupon bond, that's great. But if it's a low coupon bond, you got to watch it. So anyway, you really want to analyze your whole portfolio because in, inflation is coming. If you're on fixed income, if you're on on a pension, if you're just on Social Security or a, a fixed annuity, you're going to be in trouble unless you. Adjust your portfolios to manage. We have a quick call from John. Okay, John, you got a quick question? Hey, John. Hey, good morning, Ted. How do you think they're ever going to recover from a $29 billion deficit? I think it's impossible. People just don't realize how much a trillion is if you put it in a time perspective. You know, a, a, a million seconds ago, was 11 years and a billion seconds ago was 32 years a trillion seconds ago was 320 years there's no way they're ever going to recover from this so okay, what do you I, think I, they're going to the do time, good good point and let me give you an answer on that it's going to be inflation and it's going to be a depreciation of the dollar and the danger is a depreciation of the dollar and, and, and everybody starts going oh my god inflation's coming in. they start spending all that money and that dollar really depreciates and or a loss of confidence that's how i think it's going to play out but anyway great call thanks a lot uh, i want to thank everyone for listening to the max out savings show we'll see you next week right here remember our motto is to save aggressively invest conservatively <laughs> 